Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I was thinking about getting soundproof foam and other stuff like that. I keep saying that there's a new logo coming. Um, I don't know when that's going to be around, but anyways, let's just hop right into it. So I got a couple things that I want to cover, actually more than a few things. Actually, a lot of stuff has happened in the past week, which I'd like to cover. Um, mainly Afghanistan falling back into the Taliban. Uh, Gavin Newsom's recall polling, which is actually something really interesting that I think uh, would be nice to look into. Uh, the no on recall rallies, which have been taking place in LA, San Francisco, and San Diego. The demographics of the recall election, which is something that Gavin Newsom has blatantly failed to acknowledge. And Governor Cuomo resigned, which was actually to my surprise, and I thought he was going to stay in office. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the country of Afghanistan is about to fall to the Taliban, which is something that's been happening over, I think, the last seven months since the new administration has taken place in the federal government. And when we were supposed to pull out of the Middle East, and what's happened is Joe Biden has single-handedly, uh, I shouldn't say single-handedly, we all know he's not calling the shots, but he's left behind billions of dollars of equipment, billions of dollars of equipment. This is Humvees and other types of artillery that the Taliban has been able to seize. And keep in mind, we are the, as of right now, I don't know if China's going to take over soon. They probably are with this kind of leadership, but we are, as of this moment, the world's sole superpower. So you could just consider us a hyperpower. And so we're, uh, as you know, the greatest, the greatest military or army, I should say, that the world has ever known. We have the greatest technology. We have the greatest technology that I know of um, that the world has ever known. And when you leave all that behind to a group of Islamic extremists, aka the Taliban, you are giving them the ability to take over pretty much all those underdeveloped countries single-handedly without really any other help. They don't need any other help from any other countries or militaries. They are a powerful uh, group in their own because one, they have their religion, which pushes them very far and they will pretty much do anything for it. And second, these weapons are, it's kind of like when you're playing a video game and you use an account you steal an account from like a level 99 player and then you go and just you start fighting a bunch of level one noobs. It's, that's, this is what it's like. I mean, it, it's so, I don't know. It just, when you look back, Islamists have been taking over countries and doing kind of stuff like that. You know, they've been conquering land for thousands of years. You know, they conquered the Roman Empire. Um, I wouldn't say single-handedly because they had urban decay and things like that. And they were the most powerful country in the world at that time. So they were conquered. And, you know, watching this happen is, is just, you feel kind of helpless. This is, this is, this is a terrible event. The cities of Jalalabah and uh, Kandahar are single-handedly being seized as we, as I speak. And the capital, uh, sorry, I should say Jalalabad, my bad, my bad. Uh, and the capital city of Kabul um, is being evacuated, which is the capital city. That would be like Antifa or a third world country coming in and taking over Washington, D.C. and occupying Washington, D.C. Like, this is no joke. This entire country could be under full control in the next few months. And it's all because of the executive branch of government's blatant incompetence. Okay, nobody fears us anymore. We are not, it doesn't seem, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we're the United States anymore. You know, remember 
think a few years back we had somebody that was competent in office that made peace with North Korea, um, that was standing up to China and Russia and Iran and making peace in the Middle East. Now, things have gone bad. Things have gotten pretty bad very, very quickly. I didn't see this coming. I didn't think it'd be that bad. I thought that this presidency was going to be uneventful. No, this is, this is like whiskey throttle. If you've ever ridden a dirt bike, this is like going from being Ricky Carmichael to being a day one rider that just got a hold of whiskey throttle for the first time. And it's just going to completely trash the dirt bike, you know, crash it into a bunch of rocks and barbed wire and stuff like that. Rip the radiator, cut, set it on fire eventually. You know, this is just a terrible situation. Moving on. Gavin Newsom looks like that, uh, look, actually looks like he could be getting recalled pretty soon here, which is, I, I mean, I mean, I was pretty surprised. I looked at polling from a few months ago. It, it looked pretty safe, Democrat, you know, maybe like he'd be win by, he'd win by 10 points or 20 points at the beginning. It didn't look like it'd be good in our favor, or it, look, it didn't look like it'd be going in our favor, I should say, excuse me. Um. But if you look at the way it's going right now, it looks like I checked polling on Wikipedia and it's brand new. That every like every like two weeks or one week or whatever, they come out with new polling from different from like um, from different places you can trust, but it'll actually at the same time let you know if maybe this is more of a liberal leaning polling site or a more right leaning polling site. And then they kind of draw everything everything together to make a genuine graph, and then they show you how things are going together with everything put everything everything is lined up and everything is taken into account. So, recent polling shows that it's forty eight percent yes, forty six percent no, plus a two percent plus or minus margin, which is great. I think maybe a month ago, two months ago. It was safe Democrat. It was safe Democrat. I didn't have much hope, but the more candidates that join this race, the more voters are activated, which is something I talk about all the time with my family, and that's you want as many people to run as you can because people are going to see a candidate candidate that they like, and then they're going to be more likely to vote for the recall. The person that replaces Gavin Newsom, which is most likely going to be Larry Elder, We'll probably only get around twenty percent of the vote because there just is just dozens of candidates, which is phenomenal. Um, I think you have Larry Elder polling at around twenty percent. Uh, you got John Cox and Faulkner at ten percent, Bruce Jenner at four percent, and other candidates at around one. And maybe Ryden and Major Williams will get 0.1 percent of the vote. That's an unfortunate situation for sure. Uh, it, it looks successful, which is great to see. The state of California has gone so far left in the past like 10 years. It, it was winnable in like 2004. It's, it wasn't safe Democrat. It was about maybe 9%. And illegal immigration has really flipped the state. And uh, colleges, of course, taking over and indoctrinating the kids. It, it, it's, it's not a good look to see for sure. But it's good to see almost a way out, almost a light at the end of tunnel, at the end of the tunnel. People are actually starting to finally wake up 
and see what's been going wrong. So many things are taking into account that turn the state this way in the first place. Years of inaction. Um, and when you when you are a terrible leader, and or where you're a ter- or you're just not doing your job correctly, people will eventually find out. And we're seeing this right now. It doesn't matter who you are, but if you do a bad enough job, people are gonna see it. That's almost true. I mean, if you look at what's going on right now, a lot of people are being held unaccountable for their actions. And it's sad to see, but I mean, I'm happy this is going through. It looks like if, if he does get replaced, Larry Elder, I hope will take some action. I mean, there's not much he can do. If you look at the state legislator, it's pretty much absolutely solid Democrat. There's nothing that a Republican could really do in office. And they don't do much anyways. I mean, inaction from them is something that's not too foreign. And I think... Maybe we're starting to do some things the right way, and that's, this, that's why this is pulling in our direction. Mm-hmm. I was talking about it earlier. I'm surprised I haven't seen any billboards or stuff like that for Recall Newsom. You would think that people with billboards would actually be willing to rent them out to Recall Newsom for free, but at the same time, you know, you got to make money. And in times like these, California is doing terribly financially. We were supposed to be in a surplus, I believe, and we're billions of dollars in debt, and we keep, we keep having to be bailed out by the federal government. If you look at what's been driving this state so far south, it has been pandemic, pandemic incoherence, terrible leadership, and overall just... Lack of leadership. If you look at what's been going on in the past few months, it's gotten much worse. We thought we were coming out of this, and it just took pretty much a 180. We might be going into lockdown, which is not smart on his part. When we started to open up and polling started going back towards his favor, I thought, okay, he's opening up just so he can maybe stay in office. He, he re- finally realizes that he's in jeopardy, and he, he's trying to do the right thing to stay. But no. This guy looks like he, I I just can't believe how bad of a leader you have to be to see to see a problem right in front of your face and do nothing about it. We may be going back into a lockdown, and that's one of the major reasons he's being recalled in the first place. That's like it's 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 a no brainer, you know. This guy should be. I mean, he's given out money, but this guy should reopen completely. He should be doing. W- what the voters that are trying to recall him are, are saying that he's been failing to do for the past three years that he's been in office. But oh no, he's trying to say in commercials that this is an alt-right Republican recall. And there's not even enough Republicans in the state pretty much to get this thing going or get good pour some good fuel in the fire to get this engine running. That was a, that was a terrible analogy. I'm, I'm getting better at this with time. I'm trying to have more energy. But anyways, this is not a Republican recall. This is a bipartisan recall. And many people, it looks like the majority of people across the state are finally starting to come together, or the majority of voters, I, voters, I should say, are starting to come together as a whole. doesn't matter who you are what you believe in, your party affiliation. Many people are starting to come together to get this dude out of office. Doesn't matter 
if you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, maybe a Marxist wouldn't. A Marxist would keep them in, but you get the idea. The demographics show that, of course, the majority of Republicans, but a good amount of Independents, the majority of Latinos, and a great and a pretty good amount of Democrats, which are the absolute majority in the state of California, they run this state. Republicans are pretty much a third party compared to these people. It's probably like, I think the demographics are 75, 25 with a good amount of independence. But, you know, I just hope to see this election go through and, you know, maybe it'll get stolen like last time. Mail-in ballots are kind of their weapon. They're kind of their best friend when it comes to seizing power. And in, in, in a situation where you know that they're going to lose in a fair election, why don't we just rig it? That's their best case scenario. Who knows? Maybe we're all crazy. I don't know. But it seems like he is actually getting pretty scared. Um, looking at it right now, He's actually started uh, recall campaigns uh, for no on recall. He's going to go to, I think he, I don't know if he, he's already been to San Diego. He came today. I almost went to go ask him a tough question, but I chickened out. Uh, he's going to go to, if he hasn't already, he's going to go to San Francisco and LA. So he's going to hit the three pretty much most major cities in the state of California. San Diego, demographic-wise, yes and no. All of that added together, it looks like it, San Diego County as a whole is in favor of recalling this governor. Just phenomenal. This, I think this county, last time it flipped red in a presidential election was 2004. And I don't know what changed. Maybe age, voting, voting age, or different generations coming in and growing up becoming eligible to vote, maybe, probably illegal immigration. It's a big problem here in the state of California and pretty much the rest of the country. But uh, I don't know how those rallies would look. So that's one of the reasons I didn't go because I didn't know if you, were be able, you, know, you would be able to ask a question like they do at like Ben Shapiro. Uh, ben Shapiro, I don't, know what, I don't know what you call him, but where he goes and speaks at a, at a college and, he has, and you ask questions at the end. I don't, know, I don't really know what that's called, but... Uh, I, I think that would be my opportunity to go in and maybe ask a hard question, con confront him about, you know, why he's saying that, like, that this is an alt-right Republican recall when really it's everybody. I shouldn't say everybody because half the state is still, still has good faith in him, but, but uh, the other half looks pretty, looks pretty angry. Looks pretty angry. Looking into it a little bit further, illegal immigration is a huge weapon that the left loves to use. Um, it shows that data shows that they're moving uh, they're moving illegal immigrants to the states of Arizona, Texas, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and Michigan in vast numbers to try and flip the state. It's a political weapon that they're using, 100%. It's terrible. It's happening right in front of our eyes. And a policy, I think, when it's, a, it's inevitable that 
our party, our party will eventually take power in order to maybe have a coherent right-wing government, arguably for the first time in American history, a policy that we should put forward is a restriction on illegal immigration. And more than that, actually, a restriction on all immigration. Now, this may sound pretty bad, but if you, you know, I think the exception would be if you already have family in the States and you're going over with them. But if you look at the numbers, 90%, it's nine to one illegal immigrate uh, or immigrants, immigrants in general, not just illegal immigrants, vote for the Democratic Party. And it's fine if you're going to stop immigration for that reason. The country's falling apart because of that party and the other party's incompetence and spineless, spineless behavior. But at the same time, if we get a hold on immigration for maybe a good 10 or less years, we could start opening back up, make it a little bit harder, because when immigration is harder, most likely the quality of life within that country turns out to be a little bit better, as you see. Maybe you could argue Canada, but I think America is better than Canada right now. And, and they don't let anybody in, and nobody really says much about it. And at the same time, you know, they've got snow, but we have, you know, they got snow and they have pretty good hockey players, but we have everything else. They got maple syrup, but we have the NBA, the NFL. We invented. Cheerios and all that good stuff. And I don't think that they can even come close to where we are, but we're losing it. I think in about 10 years, China hopes to replace us. Well, not 10 years. In 10 years, they will replace us as number one in the world by GDP. It looks like we're about, we're going to be third behind Japan and China. And by 2045 or sooner, 2048 around there, they hope to completely replace us as the world's sole hyperpower. This is terrible. This has got to stop. But what, sometimes you got to think, what can you do? Well, maybe start having pride in your own country. Love for one's country is absolutely amazing. I wish that people in general all across America loved America like Texans love Texas. Because then we would have less than a, less of a problem watching the Olympics because a very low number of Americans actually supported their own country in the Olympics. They just didn't watch it. And it's sad. Now you got to look at why that's happening. It's mostly because, you know, people are putting politics in their sports. It doesn't belong at all. I mean, you know, you're paid for one reason, and that's to play the game and to entertain the hardworking Americans that come home, come home every night or watch your games on the weekends for entertainment. Like they don't want to hear your they don't want to hear your political opinions. Okay, most of the time, athletes and celebrities and all that they are the most out of touch people with the with the real world's problems. They are in no position to tell people, or they're in no position to tell the public how they should think or their opinion, or they shouldn't just tell them anything. They should just do their thing and thank their God, thank their God when they win awards or 
when they win games and they should just move on. This has become a big problem, I think, the last 10 years. Like many things, many things, many problems that America is facing today didn't even exist, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Everything has changed so quickly and it's happened right in front of us. It's slow. It's it's slow, but it's fast. They get you. Okay, so the way I think, the way I see it, the way I think about it is, they're gonna push one thing. They'll try and push maybe an idea, and it will be rejected. And then they'll push an even more radical thing or an even more radical idea behind it. And then we'll say, okay, okay, you can have that, but just no more. And on and on and on. You give them an inch, they take the entire thing. In, in like arguments, you can see sometimes famous conservatives, you know, have this, use the same talking points when they say, okay, well, I actually support that. So you got me all wrong to try and maybe gain a little bit of ground in the argument. They're like, Okay, that's not true. I actually support that idea. You're wrong. And then just to try and make themselves sound more rational. And it's actually not. It's making you sound more like the other party than just staying true to the values that we've had for, I don't know, the last hundred years that we've failed to keep. We haven't really conserved anything. I don't know. But maybe it's for the best. Maybe we're supposed to wake up in the morning in our bed that we got from Ikea, get up and go to Starbucks while you're walking your dog and eating a vegan breakfast, taking the bus or not even the bus, taking public transit to work in a trolley, which is all fine and dandy as long as you have the choice to live that lifestyle. And you pretty much have the choice to live any way you want in America for now. They're going to start taking away more and more rights as we go forward. In their perfect world, you can't really own your own car. You can't own much. You can't really earn your own money. You can't really eat what you want to eat. You know, though, you know, though you'll be eating processed meats in the name of climate change. I saw somebody 3D print meat. Did not look good. I don't want to eat that kind of spam. You'll see them. You know, you'll have to take mandatory yoga classes. Go to go to, go learn some critical race theory. Listen to your twenty minute lecture. Drink nothing but green tea. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, I I'm, I take that back. Green tea is pretty awesome. It's great. But you know, you get the idea. It's like. It's getting to the point where, in the end, they are going to push a, a single lifestyle on everybody in the name of, you know, maybe climate change or something like that, where you can't really make decisions in, in your everyday life. You, in your everyday life, you can't go hunting. You can't raise livestock. That's going to be a for sure thing. In the name of stopping emissions, you're not. They're going to get rid of cattle. You're supposed to eat a vegan diet. I remember an article I read like a month ago. Well, I, I think it was months, months ago, maybe maybe even a year ago. And that's they could limit us. They could limit us to what was it? I think 
one burger a month. And if you didn't know already, red meat helps raise your testosterone, which makes you stronger and more masculine. They'll take that away from you, and, and so you don't have you can't really fight back. This is what communist government said. I think I, I think I said this before in a previous podcast, but what happens is communist governments will starve their people on purpose just so that they don't have the strength to fight back. Just a fact. It's an absolute fact. I've gone totally off topic than the previous like few bullets I was supposed to stick to at the beginning. And when I gave my quick summary of what the podcast is supposed to be, totally went off. But that's what I think that's what a podcast is supposed to go. I think I just want it to go freely, not really have a subject that you have to stick to because it's kind of boring. You just want to go flow one direction. If you get an idea, something that pops up in your head, you talk about that or guide it that way. But to get to my final talking point so that this isn't clickbait, uh, Governor Cuomo resigned, and that is to my absolute complete surprise. I thought he was going to stay in office and nothing was going to happen and everything would get brushed under the rug and another thing would happen that gets everybody's you know, gets everybody's attention. But no, the dude's actually out of office. Now, I think we've all learned a very valuable lesson here, and that is late-night TV show hosts are absolute hypocrites when it comes to many things, but but mainly this one. A few months ago, they were talking about how great Governor Cuomo was, and actors were saying, like, you know, Governor Cuomo, you are the man. I love you, Andrew Cuomo. You're the best governor ever. And on talk show hosts, they would be like, they people would be asking him, like, oh, are, are you single? Or, yeah, I'm, I have uh, come up with a new sexuality, and that's Cuomo sexual. I only like Governor Cuomo. And then in the next few months, we found out that he was a predator, and was doing some pretty pretty terrible things. The dude resigned. Thank God. Get him out of here. And then the same late night TV show hosts just pretended like they never said anything good about him or whatever. You know, com- like they're like completely forget about that. And they just decide to talk about, oh yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Oh yeah, you're a terrible person. Okay, okay, why'd you stay silent? Why, why are you going to at least bring up the fact that you were wrong and that you said that dude was the second coming of Jesus Christ and now you're saying that he's a terrible person like what you just completely flip-flopped they can at least admit it they can at least say like yeah I was wrong but oh no I don't know what's going on these days I don't know what to say I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I actually decided to pre-record an outro, but I just want to say, please listen. I hope you listened all the way through. Um, Numbers show that actually a good percentage of people stick all the way through, and I appreciate you if you do that. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's roll the outro. If you like what you just heard, share it with a friend. If you don't have friends, share it with family. If you don't have any of those, go onto the corner of a street and hold up a sign like crazy people say the world's going to end and tell them to listen to my podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.